You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer, and when I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. If you go to SportingNews.com, you'll get our early look at the rankings across positions, some draft strategy articles. I have a couple things up there as well. You can look at uh, my ranking of the 15 new offensive play callers in terms of trust for fantasy football, what you can expect from those teams, including the Packers and Cardinals uh, with their quarterbacks, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray. And I also have an article up ranking the top 25 veterans who switched teams here in 2019. That means Odell Beckham Jr., Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell. Well, Brown and Le'Veon Bell, we know we're on the Steelers last year, and that is our team to see how they can cope without having either anymore for our team preview of the day, Pittsburgh Steelers. We've gone through three-fourths of the AFC North this week with the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, and Cleveland Browns. Check out those shows. We also did the entire NFC and the AFC East, so anything you need to catch up with there, do it. Uh, Next week, we'll turn our attention as now camps are fully open around the league to the AFC South. So we'll start with the Houston Texans and break them down on a Monday's show for you. So a lot of good stuff there. Continue to come here and we'll go through every team before we double back and give you a good look at the mock drafts and rankings and all the things you need to know as we get closer to fantasy football draft time at the end of August, early September. So let's dive right into the Steelers here as a uh, we do with every team. We start at quarterback, and Ben Roethlisberger, what a monster series coming off in terms of passing yardage, 51-29 here, 34 TDs here. So Steelers were chucking a lot last year, more volume that they would like, I think. Part of it was their defense struggled in some games. Ben Roethlisberger well protected right now. You're looking at him as a bottom-tier QB1 at best. Right now he's ranked 14th according to the expert consensus rankings on Fantasy Pros, 13th in ADP. And you look at Roethlisberger, a lot of uh, volume there for her, for sure for him last year. So a lot of uh, yards, when you look at it, breaking it down, the average nearly 321 per game. He was very efficient doing that, even though he had the 16 interceptions, well protected beyond that very good offensive line only taking 24 sacks, and he also really boosted himself. He didn't rush for much here, only 98 yards, but he also found the end zone running three times. So 37 total touchdowns, well over 5,000 yards passing. You'll take that any day as a QB1. We know why he's looked at more as a borderline QB1, not a solid one, because of the question marks of the Steelers' passing game, and that's due to having no Antonio Brown and trying to figure out the receivers after Brown. That's a lot of uh, vacated production there. So I can see that. That's part of the reason why Roethlisberger isn't as high as you think. I think another reason is there's just a bunch of guys who can put up some big numbers. We know the rise of Baker Mayfield 
that's happened here. Carson Wentz back healthy here. Drew Brees and Jared Goff with solid uh, floors there with their production. Jameis Winston, Kyler Murray with higher upside. Winston working Bruce Arians, Kyler Murray mentioned uh, with Kingsbury in there and uh, what he can do in a higher volume passing game and, and running as well. So Roethlisberger again, I think he's in the Dak Prescott, Phillip Rivers range there. They're right ranked behind him because these guys ahead of them either have the higher floor or the higher ceiling, while Roethlisberger is kind of limited to where he is, and we just don't think the numbers can be duplicated there when you lose that much production from one elite player as much as uh, Ben Roethlisberger wants to shake it off it's really hard to replace having a guy who scored 15 touchdowns for you there in Antonio Brown so think about that I mean Roethlisberger throws for 34 nearly half accounted for for Antonio Brown so that's definitely the concern there he still has the go-to guy we know now that's the new one in Juju Smith-Schuster he goes from the number two to a very good number one he was already outstanding number two that played like a number one behind Brown so that's going to be the development here but I think that's why you have to be concerned a little bit with Roethlisberger and you know the Steelers figured to play a little bit better defense as well so I don't think in an ideal world Mike Tomlin wants Ben Roethlisberger to throw 675 times a game that's just not what you're looking for there in a season so overall I think they want to be more defense and running game focused, so that's going to probably hurt their Roethlisberger as well. The three rushing touchdowns were kind of a bit of an outlier given he only had uh, 31 attempts there. That may not happen again for him because he's not a running quarterback at this stage of his career. I mean, kind of random that he popped in on those sneaks there. So I don't see that necessarily happening again. So you have to keep that all in mind that Roethlisberger's numbers in every way, yardage and touchdowns are bound to be down here in 2019 and makes a lot of sense. When you look at it, and again, Roethlisberger still can have some upside for you. I think what I like with these quarterbacks in the 14, 15, 16, and get to Lamar Jackson, Mitchell Trubisky, Kirk Cousins, not bad values when you go all the way through 19. Even Tom Brady is now ranked 21st going ahead of that. I think I just like having a couple of these guys and playing the matchups this year. If you don't get a stud like a first-tier guy or if you like Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan, or Russell Wilson in the next tier, I think anywhere from number 8 through really number 22 on the board through Jimmy Garoppolo all have a good platoon combination streaming options there for you in fantasy football. So Ben Roethlisberger again, I think drafting him as one of the first QB2s makes a lot of sense, but again, has a little bit QB1 potential, could be a little lower than that, so I want to hedge my bets and get another quarterback of similar caliber to put in my lineup and uh, just play the matchups from week to week with Roethlisberger and and figure out where the high volume is going to be passing-wise because we know he can be a bit streaky, have some monstrous games, but also have some very limited games as well. So we want to tap into as many of his big games as possible, and there's going to be a little bit harder to come by this season. We turn to running back, and there was a bit of a hint that uh, Jalen Samuels may be cutting into a little bit of what James Conner does this year. And James Conner still, we're going to ignore that for right now because James Conner handled a big workload there. Rank number seven, so solid RB1, ADP is eight. So some people are reacting to the news a little bit. 
when you look at it, Connor did miss some games there, missed three games, but still came up with 973 yards rushing and 12 TDs, averaged 4.5 yards a carry. Just as important, added 55 catches for 497 yards and a TD. So there's every indication that he can handle this load and get the touches per game and be very active and see that workload. But when you look overall, when you put all all that together, it's uh, 270 touches. So he was well on track for getting well over 300 touches there for the Steelers. And if you look at the history of Mike Tomlin teams, Whenever Le'Veon Bell's been out, you can look at D'Angelo Williams in the short stretch as a backup. That back tends to dominate the touches. They don't suddenly go to a split committee by situation to um, get those numbers. So I think the Samuels usage is being a little bit overblown. They might give him a little bit more chances in the passing game, but then there's a lot of vacated targets without Antonio Brown that I don't think the receivers they have in place to replace him are going to uh, get those. So Connor's still going to be involved all around. They like the way he runs. He's healthy. He's young. There's no reason to think that the Steelers will continue to treat him as their feature back. And again, as I mentioned, they don't want to throw the ball and have Roethlisberger go for 5,000. So I think they'll lean more in the running game. And I think their defense is going to help being a little bit better this season. So James Connor, if you had any uh, trepidation about drafting him, I don't think you do. You just sit back and enjoy him as a solid RB1 here where there's no mystery. It's not Someone's not going to steal him late in the draft. He's well-established now. There is a fun game. I think Connor, Le'Veon Bell, I think they're going to be drafted pretty close in every league. I think I'd rather have Connor just because I trust the quarterback situation and the offense a little bit more than Bell, but it's pretty close for me. I think they'll have similar roles there. So something to keep in mind, but... Uh, with uh, the Melvin Gordon situation, the holdout there, Nick Chubb having the Kareem Hunt specter, Todd Gurley having uh, chances of his workload reduced, and Dalvin Cook behind him, I think that's a good way to go in the middle as a solid and safe RB1 actually for you in 2019. We will get to the non-Antonio Brown Steelers wide receivers in a moment, but guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, Listen up, here's a chance to increase your performance and that get that extra confidence back in bed. You just have to go to BlueChew.com. That's right, blue, like the color blue. BlueChew, you get the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that it works. BlueChew will help you whenever you want to go, even on a full stomach, a day or night. Because they're chewable in nature, they work up to twice as fast as pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises now. Everybody's looking for extra fun- function and more confidence when it counts. We're all used to talking a good game, but Blue Chew is what you need to help you with your follow-through. And with Blue Chew, they're going to prepare and ship direct to you, prescribing online. That makes them cheaper to the pharmacy. That also means you won't have to wait in the pharmacy with all that awkwardness. They come to your house directly to your door in a discreet package. So all that's good, and so is this. You have a special deal as a listener to Lockdown Fantasy Football. All you have to do is visit bluechew.com, and you'll get your first shipment free when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll only pay the $5 shipping there to get Blue Chew delivered to your door. Bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Try Blue Chew for free. Now, Blue Chew, 
we really thank them for sponsoring the podcast. They're the better, cheaper, faster choice. And try them out for free right now. Use that promo code Locked On. We'll be right back here with a look at Juju Smith-Schuster and the rest of the Steelers wide receivers. All right, now we dive into the situation with that Antonio Brown. As we mentioned, 104 catches, 1,297 yards, 15 scores gone with Brown, 168 vacated targets. So who is going to be trying to make up those Targets, uh, you have Dante Moncrief, a sign from the Jaguars. You have Eli Rogers, he's back in the slot with Ryan Switzer. You have James Washington, who did a few good things last year as a rookie. And Deontay Johnson, this year's rookie, who profiles a lot to what they had in Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders. So there is definitely some juice behind Juju, so to speak. But let's start with Juju. He's an elite wide receiver one at this point and the funny thing is now given the situation that he gets Roethlisberger as the number one while Antonio Brown gets Derek Carr as the number one there's an argument that and I think it's a valid one that you take Juju ahead of Antonio Brown number six on the board according to average draft position by the experts there on fantasy pros the consensus well Antonio Brown's consensus number eight with a 780p so again interesting how you had James Conner a little bit ahead of Le'Veon Bell and Juju Smith-Schuster a little bit ahead of Antonio Brown. So that just shows you the industry and everyone is having more confidence in the Steelers' offense overall. And we know that's tied to Ben Roethlisberger and the established uh, nature of what they've done there versus a brand new offense there in Oakland and uh, with the Jets really as well to some degree. So Juju, again, what can you expect? I mean, I think you can expect an extremely high ceiling, 166 targets. That might be on the low end now. I think he'll build on that. I don't think you can get it too much higher, but 111 catches last year for him, 1426 receiving yards, 7 TDs. So I expect everything to potentially go up, especially the touchdowns. That is definitely going to be a big jump there, and that's why you put him in that conversation as that high-end top tier wide receiver one here in, in 2019. Now, who do you think will step up behind him? This is going to be a struggle here. I think it could be a total committee. Moncrief, they like, is a veteran on the outside. Switzer and Rogers are going to be more splitting slot duty, so we can't like that. I think we're going to watch Johnson and Washington, who they involve more in the offense here, but really difficult when you look at uh, what we saw from last year. James Washington, 217 yards Receiving in a TD, flashed a little bit of big play sense, but Deontay Johnson may be a little bit more complete receiver, while Dante Macarif might be the better red zone receiver. So I definitely see this developing into a committee situation. If I had to go with anyone because of maybe the touchdown potential, you look at Moncrief right now, and he's also a veteran, and he's also expected to start. Yeah, but James Washington having some good upside there, I think, if you're going for the upside, then you go Washington. He has the most experience in the offense, 54th in the rankings, 46 in ADP, while Moncrief 57 and 55. So we're still trying to figure out who's going to be that second option. We have to watch training camp carefully, who Ben Roethlisberger trusts, who's going to be out there most as a number two. So it's going to be pretty close between Moncrief and Washington. I think you're looking at Dante Johnson maybe waiting his turn a little bit to get a role here, especially when they want to incorporate Rodgers and Switzer in the slot. So 
that's how it's kind of developing here. I think we're hoping that something happens where somebody can at least make up for a good portion of Antonio Brown individually behind Juju Smith-Schuster, at least have a good percentage of what Juju produced as the number two, but really the yardage went to Juju last year. So you're you're hopeful for like 800 yards and maybe eight touchdowns from that second role as a minimal thing to really be relevant in fantasy. So overall, that's what we're looking for here to uh, really want to draft a Steelers receiver. I, but I think right now, given the split and the indecision on Moncrief versus Washington, that you really have to watch this situation closely, the battles through the preseason game. And if Washington stays in the doghouse there, which he was at times with Roethlisberger, it's going to trend more into Moncrief because, again, he has that ability to stretch the field if necessary on the outside to complement Juju Smith-Schuster and also finish some drives in the red zone. There's another fantasy football starter there that you look at a receiver, and it's at tight end. And right now, this is all lining up well for Vance McDonald. He, to me, is a solid tight end one, maybe underrated at 10 overall in the rankings here here in uh, 2019 because you look at all the vacated targets again. He had four touchdowns, 610 yards receiving on 50. And then you also have the vacated targets of Jesse James, who's moved on to the Lions there to work with TJ Hawkinson. 30 catches, 423 yards, and two TDs there. So you've got to put together those numbers for the Steelers' tight ends. Last year, they pretty much were an 80-catch thousand yard and six TD players so I'm not saying he's going to suddenly absorb all that and be the guy but look who's behind him Xavier Grimble the rookie Zach Gentry so these are not real threats I mean you could Grimble last year could see a bump but only had six catches for 86 yards so even if there's a bump there's plenty of good fantasy football production for McDonald the red zone there void when you had 15 touchdowns lost by Brown there's that as well as he can work playing off Moncrief and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster there in scoring position. So, again, Vance McDonald, I think a little bit low, given his path to targets is pretty clear here versus some of these other guys. You look at David Njoku fighting with a bunch of guys, Eric Ebron, uh, their uh, touchdown dependent, Austin Hooper, we're always hopeful but not always there. That's why he's behind him. And you look at uh, Trey Burton, as well, that's not exciting, solid, but not spectacular. McDonald kind of has that potential spectacular fear here in 2019. So, again, he could end up being the second receiver on this team behind Juju Smith-Schuster if there's more of a committee approach with Moncrief, Washington, and Johnson as the season progresses. And, and I, I think you can see a little bit more of the slot spreading the field a little bit with either Switzer or Rodgers, but McDonald will still be a key part of the offense, and now he's fully immersed with Ben Roethlisberger here in his second full season. We'll be right back to look at the Steelers' defense in a moment, but uh, first got to tell you, it's easy to listen to the show on the Lockdown Network. All you have to do while you're driving around in your car, whether to or from work or just commuting around town, all you have to do is tell your smart speaker, in your car to play podcast Locked On Fantasy Football. We'll be right there with you for the drive. Again, at home or on the road, use your smart speaker to listen to shows on the Locked On Network, including Locked On Fantasy Football. We'll be right back here to wrap things up with our look at the Steelers with a look at their defense. 
All right, uh, time to see if the Steelers' defense and special teams has some value here. Steelers pretty low on the rankings right now, 17th. They're 15th in ADP, so they're kind of being forgotten there. But again, remember this team did improve here. It added Devin Bush in the middle. He's going to be a big playmaker. A lot of things that Ryan Shazier did, he can do as a rookie. T.J. Watt, you have Joe Hayden, you have Steven Nelson, who made a lot of plays last year. So Mike Hilton there maybe can get his job back as the nickel. You still have Cameron Sutton, who's also pretty good. Terrell Edmonds, I think, will be more effective at strong safety in his second year. So I like the acquisitions of Nelson and Bush. That just gives you a lot more playmaking potential in the back seven here. And I think Justin Lane also is going to get his chance, the rookie third rounder and some sub packages. So I think the Steelers are kind of being overlooked. We're writing them off as maybe the struggles from last year. But again, they're going to fine-tune it. They want to be more running and defense-oriented here. Bush is going to just stuff the stat sheet. He, this guy can uh, really rack up some uh, plays here, interceptions, get after the quarterback. Nelson had a good nose for picking off quarterbacks as well, and he can flank Joe Hayden pretty well and make some plays there for you to increase the playmaking quotient overall in the Steelers and therefore increases their fantasy football value here in 2019. So Steelers, again, maybe a bit underrated. This may be the one spot where they're really underrated there. You look at the teams ranked ahead, Seattle, Philadelphia, Tennessee. I think maybe I really like Dallas, who's that borderline defense special teams, one at 13 with New England. But Pittsburgh, to me, has a lot. And I think you have an indication that there's some good values here. The Colts are ranked behind them. I think the Chiefs can be pretty good, the Packers. So a lot of good values here in that uh, 15 through 20 range there in defenses, and the Steelers are definitely one of them because I really like what Bush and Nelson can bring to a pretty established defense and really fill the holes that were so glaring for this team last year. There was one concern with the high-flying AFC North at times, but again, Steelers more calculated. You've got to play them in matchups like you do with most defenses, but there's definitely some potential there with the playmakers they have all over the field that improved with some good additions in the offseason. So there you have it. There's a look at the 2019 Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, a top-end QB2. James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster, top-tier RB1 and wide receiver 1. Respectively, be careful with the other wide receivers in Pittsburgh. Be a little bit more aggressive with Vance McDonald, who's a solid tight end 1 here. And... Uh, Steelers will have some D special teams one appeal as well as a sleeper in your drafts with the additions of Bush and Nelson. So thanks so much for listening here to Locked on Fantasy Football. We've gone through the entire AFC North. We'll start next week looking at the teams in the AFC South. Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts, Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans will go in that order next week as training camps are in full swing across the league. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time.